0: Welcome to Welcome to the Hollowell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 20 of Charmed, Astral Monkey.
1: Astral Monkey.
0: Astral Monkey.
1: Keeping up the streak of terrible episode names.
0: Well, the thing is, about this episode... I feel like the monkey thing's kind of unnecessary. Like, don't get me wrong. I think this is a really strong episode, something which at some point I will have to stop saying because we're on a streak of really strong episodes. So at at, at a certain point, it just doesn't make sense to say it anymore. But right now I feel comfortable saying that. This is a really good episode except the monkey thing, which isn't bad, but...
1: It's unnecessary. It's It's unnecessary. We don't need the monkeys. And... Instead, it just makes me really nervous that Alyssa Milano is going to get her face ripped off, which I know isn't going to happen because we would have heard about that happening. But
0: And they sneakily got her a better face.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying, I can't see a a monkey, a a chimp in TV or films. And and, and a chimp, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. chimpanzee. Not like little rhesus monkeys, they're fine. Mm. But I can't see like a chimpanzee in tv or movies without knowing that they are very aggressive animals and that i am very concerned for the people on set but
0: this was like a thing in this general time period more than 90s than now but like there's there's that matt leblanc movie where he played baseball with a monkey yeah ed there was most valuable primates
1: Dunstan checks in
0: dunston checks in like this was a thing in that time it's like they're very dangerous animals
1: Yes, uh, chimpanzees—they were very hot back then. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why America was having a love affair with chimpanzees. I was I... going to
0: say Gunter from Futurama, but he wasn't a chimpanzee, was he? Because he had the long tail.
1: Yeah, no, he was—he was—he was a monkey.
0: He was a generic monkey.
1: Yeah, I w- he wasn't a rhesus monkey because he didn't have the right markings for that. Yeah, just generic monkey. I—I oh. I hate every chimp from. Chimpan a to <laughs> chimpanzee
0: i hate every chimp i see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee joe oh, you'll never make a monkey out of me you know that uh, that one parody from the simpsons killed any chance of them actually doing a uh,
1: a musical version of planet of the apes
0: cuz they have entered production before like or pre-production like the people have tried to make that work but
1: i'm not sure that's true well I guess I guess the critic isn't on the same level of cultural uh, permanence are, as Are the you Simpsons. talking about the
0: hunchback? I'm
1: talking about the hunchback musical from the critic, Hunch. And then of course the hunchback did become an actual musical.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like that's di- well, for one it's the critic, which Right, yeah it has a lot of the same writers as the simpsons but like it's not really it, it didn't have the
1: cultural currency that simpsons does
0: yeah it didn't have a bunch of people obsessively watching it multiple times a week because it was in uh syndication so
1: that's true yeah and also those those planet of the apes songs are just catchy yeah
0: dr zays dr zays dr zays dr zays Oh, Dr. Ziz. I mean,
1: if nothing else, that's a good reason to do a Planet of the Apes musical. Wait, nope, you know what? You couldn't do it because you could never come up with songs as good as the songs. Yeah,
0: see, that's what syncs it. Like, no matter what you do, people are going to go out of the theater, you you know, Dr. Ziz, Dr. Ziz. Which, granted, it's just Amadeus, but with Dr. Seuss, but it works. It fits. Yeah. You know, they made a King Kong musical in Australia that had, like, this giant King Kong puppet.
1: I did know that, yeah.
0: I was kind of disappointed there wasn't stuff on YouTube, because, well, I can't imagine it was, you know... Good. Good. I did want to see stuff with that puppet, because it was a very impressive puppet.
1: Yeah. I don't necessarily think a King Kong musical would be bad... It might work.
0: No, I I think you could probably do it. He goes to Broadway in the movies.
1: So. Right? Exactly.
0: They also released this like sexy calendar of the actors from it. Like it was like a it was like a pinup calendar of the actors from that musical and I'm like, this is really weird cross promotion.
1: That is really weird. Huh. I don't know what to do with that information. Let's talk about charmed.
0: Charmed. So it is morning in the manor. Phoebe is wearing her delightful cult pajamas.
1: Okay, so it's funny that you were like, why is Phoebe dressed like she's in a cult? And I was like, it's because she's wearing pajamas. But we never see them in pajamas. Like, they never come down to the kitchen in pajamas. She and Piper are both wearing, like, honestly kind of plain pajama. like i wouldn't expect them to be wearing these kinds of pajamas they're like uh they're not matching they're they're playing with like little flowers on them but of course we know the reason they did this is so that there can be a mix-up later with phoebe and piper
0: also both phoebe and piper have ponytails yes to contribute to that mix-up i really don't think you need all of this setup for that mix-up later
1: well i mean they don't say it outright it's just
0: yeah but like if you see a woman with straight brunette hair in piper's room you could probably you would probably assume it was piper either that or leo's just trying to sleep his way around this family
1: Mm. i mean he's already (laughs) here he already
0: already got grams and we can assume that you know, he had sex with Patty at some point, probably.
1: Can we assume that? Oh, I wouldn't assume that. Actually, I'm
0: kind of wondering about the time skill. Like, was Victor the only guy Patty was really involved with? Because she had to kind of be just cranking out kids from a pretty young age.
1: Yeah, I think she was only ever involved with Victor, and then with her own white lighter, Sam. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: God, she spent like half her life pregnant, didn't she? I mean, not half her life, but...
1: Uh, half she... her adult life.
0: yeah. Most of her adult life, because she died at, like, what, 30?
1: Yeah. Oof. So. Well, that's grim.
0: That is grim.
1: Speaking of, like, grim things and early deaths, Piper has a letter from the hospital from a few episodes ago when she had that tropical fever that she got from smuggling in fruit for no goddamn reason! Piper, these rules exist for a reason!
0: Yeah, well, regulations are there to protect us.
1: Anyway, the doctor wants to see her because her recovery was kind of miraculous. Yeah,
0: like she was literally on death's door when suddenly she sat up and was like, Oh, I'm fine. Definitely not because an angel met me in the space between life and death and healed me. But he, like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm on this doctor's side because this woman went from literally almost dying to being completely fine. Like... Uh,
1: I feel really bad for this doctor because the reason that he wants to bring Piper in is because he assumes she has some kind of weird mutant antibody that can then be used to synthesize a cure for this disease that has no cure. Like, of course he wants her in for blood work. (gasps) Honestly, she kind of should go in for blood work because he's not going to find anything. It, It will be like a fluke thing that science can't ever really explain but at least then he won't be tormented being like there's this woman out here and if i could find if i could get her to come in i could save all these lives
0: i feel like this really raises some questions the whole thing with blood that this episode has where oh, I'm like yeah so do witches can they not donate blood then or
1: yeah we'll talk about where magic lives hmm. Anyway, oh.
0: so Phoebe interrupts Piper's musing about this doctor by complaining about Leo eating all of her goddamn cereal.
1: Listen, it's low-fat granola, Phoebe. Ugh. It's like did she buy that specifically so no one else would eat it?
0: <laughs> she'd have to. They're like fiberos or whatever.
1: Yeah, it looks well. I mean, I guess whatever. To each their own. And to each their own, right, Leo? <laughs> this was Phoebe's own.
0: So, uh, I guess Leo does need to eat as a white lighter. I was wondering
1: about that, right? Does he need to eat, or does he just enjoy it, and he's eating Phoebe's cereal?
0: I was going to say, do white lighters need to poop, but he's eating fiber cereal, so...
1: Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Not to go into a gross direction, but I have some questions about how white lighter... Not anatomy, but... How they work because the only thing that can kill them is a dark lighter. So theoretically, they can't starve to death,
1: right? So, so how does their biology work, right? Like, do they do they feel like they're starving to death even though it's not killing them if they don't eat? Mm, maybe. And what about and and same for sleep, right? Because we know Leo sleeps,
0: but we also know like they can be knocked unconscious, and we aggressively know that they can impregnate people, so yeah what would happen if leo donated his blood
1: or or is it just that white lighters have their human bodies right their body that they had when they were human and they have to take care of it just like their human bodies except that if anything happened that would normally kill that body it just instantly heals wolverine style you know probably
0: that i guess self healing's a thing white lighter bodies are capable of
1: although they can't heal their own wounds if it's from a Dark lighter. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah,
0: because dark lighters are like the one thing that they can't right. fight off. Okay. All
1: right. All right. Yeah, I'm on board. I think we got it. I think we got it figured out. Until something happens in the show to contradict us, which it inevitably will. Yeah. <laughs> so, Phoebe mentions that if leo's going to be living with them they should set up some ground rules and piper's all like he doesn't live here and phoebe's like okay but he sleeps in your room every night and eats my breakfast every morning so i don't know what you think it means for someone to live with you (laughs) Mm.
0: i bet phoebe misses neighbor dan he brought breakfast over
1: yeah wow (laughs) nice dichotomy
0: yeah just reverse breakfasts. leo takes but not from piper he very considerately eats someone else's (laughs) food Because we do know that the sisters all have different cereals.
1: That makes sense. My sister and I had different cereals that we ate when we were both living at home.
0: Heck, we have different cereals now.
1: Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, Prue comes into the kitchen, and I was like, wow, her pajamas look a lot fancier than her sister's pajamas. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, those aren't her pajamas. She plans to go out in that backless camisole and flowy blue pants.
0: God. Well... (laughs) It's like when they were getting ready to go to the Bahamas and she ran downstairs and she's like, I need to get dressed. And I was like, oh, I assumed that was your outfit. It was like a nighty or whatever. But I just assumed that was her outfit because it's hard to tell what's what. (laughs) But yes, uh, Prue is late for a very important date. Uh, She needs to take pictures of some famous actor guy for the magazine that she works for now.
1: Evan Stone.
0: Okay, I don't remember this guy being a running thing. It seems like they're setting him up to be like a new long-term love interest for Prue, but I don't know if he ever shows up again.
1: Mm, I had no memory of him at all.
0: I mean, the last long-term love interest I remember her having was uh, Jack Sheridan. Yeah. Because I guess maybe the... Uh, Maybe the criminal guy counted because he was in, like, two episodes, but for the most part, I feel like she just gets one-off love interests until...
1: I was going to say, maybe they were planning for him to be a long-term love interest, and then they had no opportunity to bring him back, because, as you say...
0: (laughs) we still got a season before uh, Prue has her final date with a wall. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Prue's off to work, and Piper says that Prue and Phoebe should come up with a list of rules for Leo, since I guess he is living at the house now.
0: Shouldn't the rules just be like...
1: Don't eat my cereal?
0: Yeah. That seems like it's sort of the big thing.
1: Well, Prue mentions walking in on him in the shower, which we saw. Yes. Last week. Continuity. Nice Continuity.
0: I guess it makes sense the white lighters have to shower, that they just don't orb and leave the dirt behind.
1: What? See, I think they should do. Well, anyway.
0: Uh, maybe just enjoy showering, though. I, I mean, guess. Showers are nice.
1: I guess. That problem, though, seems like it should be solved not with a rule, but with a door lock. Hmm. The rule should be if you're naked in a room, you should lock the door so no one accidentally walks in on you.
0: Also, you should be aware if, you know, the person you're having a whole-ass conversation with isn't your girlfriend. Because Prue talked a lot before Leo came out of the shower like, hey, look at my dick.
1: Well, he seemed to be completely unaware that someone else was in the bathroom, even though, as you say, she was talking for a long time. Like, how loud is that water, Leo?
0: But Prue's like, yeah, well, you know, Leo definitely lives with us, but I'm not complaining because, you know, get to see that good Leo dick, which okay fine i know that they had to have it be uh phoebe and not prue because prue and piper look very different from behind it's true but i feel like it would make sort of more sense narratively speaking for prue to be the one who is angry at leo for constantly being there and doing stuff but i guess she has her own subplot so
1: you're right that is more of an in-character thing for prue than phoebe but yes yes although by making it Phoebe, they could tie it back into what is apparently, despite all evidence to the contrary, the running plot for Phoebe, which is that she cannot find love.
0: Ugh. Anyway, monkeys.
1: Monkeys! Alright, so, first of all, this guy has, the doctor this guy, by this guy I mean the doctor, who's, you know, trying to get a hold of Piper. He... Has taken these monkeys to experiment on. But by the way, I'm, I'm not going to be able to stop saying monkey even though they're chimpanzees. Whatever. Yeah. He's taken these monkeys and he's injected them with the Charmed One's blood. So he has... For
0: why?
1: For, for because.
0: He's going to inject them with diseases to see if they cure themselves once they have the sister's blood in them?
1: I think the idea idea is to inject them with cells from the girls and see if it affects the DNA of the. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know science. I don't know it at all. I actually. Okay, so this is kind of a side thing, but. So this is kind of a tangent, but when I was in law school, I took a patent law class, mm-hmm. and I was. Yeah, in, in law school, the way that you study things is by reading case files and then discussing them. And I was called on the day that we were talking about the HeLa cell case, the, the case, the Henrietta Lacks case, where her cells, like...
0: Were used to... Like,
1: be, because they have these properties where they seem to replicate, um, you know, continuously and... They don't really die off the way we normally see cells die off, so they're used for a lot of experimentation. But my point is, when I was called to talk about it, I was like, all right, the facts of the case are, as far as I understand the science, there's, like, a cell and it's, like, stuff and it, like, stuff. So my point is, I am not the person to ask why he injected blood into those monkeys, but he did.
0: Well, someone else is wondering, though, why he's injecting blood into monkeys. His boss, the head of the hospital, who's like, hey, you need to, like, go around and actually treat patients. I'm not paying you to sit around and inject monkeys with blood from some ladies.
1: Although, if this is a research hospital, I think. He is paid him to inject monkeys with blood from some ladies. By the way, he's labeled the monkey's cages Piper, Prue, and Phoebe, which is ominous.
0: Also, how much blood did they take from Piper, Prue, and Phoebe? Because he's just got, like, buckets of the stuff.
1: We see so much blood. Oh, also, I, I think you need to mention that his, uh, his boss is...
0: In the hospital, in the... Sacred Heart set from Scrubs because it was mega distracting.
1: Well, okay, so first of all, uh, Sacred Heart, the hospital where they filmed Scrubs, it, it wasn't a set. It's oh. an actual hospital that or it used to be a hospital, but now a lot of productions actually use it as a hospital set. So it makes total sense that they're in Sacred Heart, except as you say, it having been the set of Scrubs means that it's so recognizable as Sacred Heart. It's very distracting
0: very distracting God, it was so weird that the reboot season was like oh yeah they plowed over the hospital and they rebuilt it as a medical school
1: well so that hospital doesn't exist anymore Hmm. they actually did tear down that hospital so they had to build whole new sets and instead of just building you know instead of just replicating the sets they had they were like we'll just build new sets and we'll just say it's a totally new building
0: it's just weird that they pivoted it to being like, oh, we're all professors at this school now. Like, that seems like that's not what you were doing in the previous season. Also, wasn't JD, like, I am I, I mean, I know he was only in a few episodes, but wasn't he, like, moving away or something in the last episode so that he could be closer with his son?
1: Yeah, well, I think he was still going to work at Sacred Heart. It's just that he was moving to a place that was halfway between where he is and where, uh... Kim. Kim lived. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's it's funny because what Scrubs failed to do is what Grey's Anatomy did so well.
0: Rotating casts.
1: Rotating the cast out, right? Because Grey's Anatomy started with here's our intern class, you know? And then the next year they were like okay, these are still our people, but here are the new interns. And they just bring in new interns every year. And some people, you know, leave the cast. And and most people die because that's what happens when you work at Seattle Grace. You just, you die in a plane crash. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> I, I don't watch Grace Anatomy, but I've heard you talk about it some. And I'm like, why would anyone work at this hospital? It seems like a death sentence.
1: It really, really is. But... Yeah, so they they rotate through the cast, and Scrubs was trying to do that same thing, but they had done, like, what, eight seasons of the same cast, and then they were like, so let's bring in the, the new interns now. Except they weren't even interns, they were med students.
0: Which is weird, because, I mean, Scrubs did stick with the same main cast, but they did have rotating interns. Like, every season had, like, a new crop of interns as sort of background supporting characters.
1: Yeah, I mean... They could have had them cycle through the way they do on Grey's Anatomy.
0: But it was just a way of them to get, like, reoccurring background people who, if they were popular enough, they'd get bumped up. They almost never did, Yeah,
1: I can't really think of any after the first year that got bumped up and stayed around. Well, Keith. I was gonna say other than Keith, but he kind of faded away after he broke up with... Yeah,
0: but they had, like, Josephina, the one with the really high-pitched voice, and, um...
1: Yeah, okay, okay, I guess some of them did stick around, but, yeah, only as, like... Did
0: bit parts? Yeah. Or that red-headed guy who, like, the joke was that he had, like, all those kids, or Gloria, who was super old, and then she started dating the security guard who only had one hand.
1: That is what happened, yes. Like... All right, yeah, I guess I guess they did kind of keep them around just to fill out the hospital, but it wasn't like *Grey's Anatomy* where then they become the main characters.
0: Oh, yeah, no, they 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 were never main characters. They were just like reoccurring joke characters. Yeah, actually, didn't they? Uh, didn't they introduce some um, Jane Kirkovich's character? She she started out as an intern before she got bumped up to the main cast in the reboot season.
1: That's true. Yeah. God, I love her. <laughs>
0: She's amazing. So. Anyway, uh, the doctor's boss is like, hey, look, you need to discontinue these experiments. You're just, you're wasting so much time and money. And also I don't want monkeys in my hospital. And the doctor's like, screw you! I'm going to find the universal cure for everything. And he hangs up on uh, the doctor and then he goes over to inject more Prue's blood into the Prue monkey. And the Prue monkey telekinesis is the needle into his neck.
1: So we actually see... So we actually see it's not just Prue's blood, he like mixed all the blood together and okay, I know I, I know I I established my lack of scientific credentials earlier in this in this podcast, but that doesn't seem like good scientific way to do something.
0: It just really seems like he doesn't like monkeys.
1: But, like, what kind of control are you going to have mixing all the bloods together?
0: Especially after you've apparently been injecting them with the... separately? Like, Yeah.
1: Anyway, as you say, the, the, the prune monkey telekinetically injects the blood into the doctor.
0: <sighs> Ruh-oh. This is going to go poorly for everyone.
1: Ruh-oh, indeed.
0: So, during the opening, we get a couple new shots. There's this one kind of... Uh, I guess it wouldn't be Pro because this is the early 2000s, but it's kind of a point of view shot of going up a San Francisco Street, which I don't think they use a lot. They, they, they do a couple of them. They do one that's like rushing over the water. They have one under the bridge. There's a bunch of new San Francisco establishing shots.
1: And, and you know, all of the San Francisco establishing shots feel more dynamic here than they usually do. I wonder what the...
0: Do you think they bought, like, a new package or something, or...
1: I don't know. I, I, I do wonder what the thought process was. I mean, yes, they probably did buy a new package, but they used clips that have a different feel than they usually do. It's usually kind of languid.
0: Yeah, these were, like, sped up. These were very actiony.
1: And I mean, I guess that makes sense because we were going to cut from credits right back to the doctor who is now realizing that he has powers because he yells at the monkeys. And number one, my guy, what, what, what were you hoping to do yelling at the monkeys? Seriously. And while yelling at the monkeys, he accidentally telekinetically throws... All of the buckets of blood that he has from the girls into the wall, breaking it. How
0: much blood did he take from them during the whole Aurora fever or whatever it was thing?
1: Arroyo fever.
0: Like, it's like a beaker full of blood and it freaking coats the wall.
1: Seriously, his boss comes in and is like, um, why is there blood everywhere? And then he sees that he has, like, he's bandaged his neck where he got injected. And his boss is like, what happened to your neck? And he's like... Nothing? And I definitely know that's not good protocol. (laughs) He definitely should have reported something when he accidentally got injected with blood. I am certain there are hospital protocols for that.
0: So his boss is like, hey, buddy, I think maybe you might want to take a little break. Like, I know your sister's sick. Maybe you should take, like, a week off and just be with her because really seems like you're kind of going around the bend here and he's like no i'm fine get out get out of my monkey stabbing room
1: yeah all that matters is that i find the hallowell sisters and his boss is like okay well you definitely seem to have things under control Yep,
0: yeah. not my problem anymore i checked in
1: not my circus not my monkeys <laughs> although it kind of is a circus hmm So he leaves, and good thing he leaves because next, the prue monkey telekinetically grabs a banana. Of course. Because she's a monkey. Also, right before we cut, I just think it's funny. She does the thing that there was a a Tumblr thread going around for a while about how you're peeling bananas wrong. Do you remember that? Yes, I
0: do remember that.
1: And it turns out that's not true. The Tumblr thread said that in the wild, monkeys peel bananas from the bottom. And they use that stem as like a little handle. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should all be doing. But then it turns out that's BS. Monkeys peel the bananas from wherever. They just they just tear at it. And whatever part comes open is the part they peel it from. Mm. But this monkey does start to peel the banana from the bottom. Mm. I just throwing that out there. <laughs> just thought it was interesting.
0: Also, the Prue monkey is the one that has to demonstrate the magical powers. Because if the Piper or Phoebe monkey use their powers... It just wouldn't show up to the doctor.
1: Okay, here is a question that I didn't think of until you said that. Mm -hmm. Has the Piper monkey been using her powers, like, continuously and just nobody knows because she's been freezing time?
0: Yeah, it's entirely possible. Huh. And, I mean, honestly, the the Phoebe monkey could be having premonitions all over the place. (laughs) So, Peru is going to the actor's studio to take pictures of him, and he's supposed to be Angel, right? That's supposed to be the impression we're getting. Because I know he's, like, a kung fu dude, but he's wearing, like, a kind of leather duster, and it just gives me real, he's supposed to be Angel.
1: I, I choose to believe that he's supposed to be Angel. Because...
0: Angel from Buffy, who would be getting his own show around this time, right? Yeah. Or already had his show by this point?
1: So, he would, yes, his own show would have started because this episode aired in 2000, which is the same year Angel started. So, yes. Hmm. And I just, I feel like the kind of sexy, tough guy, leather jacket, supernatural action star was a thing. It, it, I feel like this could be many people, but because of the relationship between Charmed and Buffy, I choose to believe that this was meant to be an angel stand in, a a uh, David Boreanaz stand in.
0: Yeah. So, Prue approaches him, and his personal assistant slash manager, I guess. Yeah, m- it,
1: it, she's his publicity guy. Yeah, she's she's his head of publicity or whatever.
0: She stops Prue and she's like, oh no, not another tabloid reporter. Remember that audience, that might be relevant later.
1: Okay, so she's worried that Prue is a tabloid journalist. And Prue's like, no, I'm with the magazine that presumably set up this appointment. And here's my ID. And the publicist is like, but this is a temporary ID. And Prue's like, yeah, because I'm a new hire. And so the publicist is going to go check this out. But
0: you were expecting her, one would imagine.
1: I would imagine you were expecting her. Also, she's like on the studio lot. Like she got, she must be on the list to get into the studio.
0: And she does have an ID, even if it's temporary. Like
1: This, this whole thing just seems very awkward to establish as you say that there are tabloid reporters hounding this guy
0: yeah and the guy apologizes because she uh, she goes off to call prue's boss to make sure that prue is supposed to be there taking pictures and he's like oh i'm sorry she uh she was my personal assistant but she just got promoted to be my publicity manager and you know she's having trouble controlling all of this new power and what Peru...
1: a weird way to put that
0: <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Prue's like, I can relate, which, uh Also, you don't really have any new powers at this point. It's been like... yeah, she does. Astral projection. She's had that for a bit, though. I mean, didn't she get it at, like, the beginning of season two?
1: Okay, yeah, so I guess she she's had it for for a while.
0: And it's, I feel like she's sort of had more difficulty with the uh, telekinesis than with the... That's true. Than with her ass po. Not loving that shorthand. I don't
1: (laughs) love that shorthand.
0: I guess it would be ass pro.
1: Back at the manor, Phoebe is digging through Piper's closet looking for something. And as we discussed, she's still wearing her ratty pajamas with her hair in a ponytail. And Leo orbs in and is like, hey sexy, should we get sexy right now?
0: Have you ever been fucked on a cloud? And... (laughs)
1: he does say that
0: and and phoebe's like does a pillow top mattress count which no no it would not but also why is phoebe going through piper's closet the two of them have really different styles
1: but also i feel like it's not out of character for phoebe to steal a sweater from
0: i guess piper
1: yeah that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't bother me but anyway, he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And she's like, well, I guess this is to be expected when you just orb in. <laughs>
0: All willy-nilly. Which, I'm sorry, I feel like you really don't have room to talk because you're raiding your sister's closet. It's like an honest mistake. If he had walked into the room, it wouldn't have been any different.
1: Well, it would have been different because if he had walked into the, into the house... Mm. Then he would have, if he had, you know, acted like a mortal and walked into the house, then he would have seen Piper downstairs, and then he would have had to knock on the door, and then Piper would have gone and opened the door, and he wouldn't have presumably tried to have sex with her because he would have seen her front instead of her back.
0: I guess. Anyway, Leo Gorilla walks away from (laughs) Phoebe. It's a weird lumbering gait that he does away from Phoebe, and she writes down on her list, no orbing into the house, which...
1: No, unannounced orbing. And I feel like that's fair. Because that's the other thing. If he had orbed in and just shouted, Hi, Piper, I'm here! Then this also wouldn't have happened. Mm. So I think saying that he has to just shout, Hi, it's me, Leo! Whatever he orbs in is a totally fair rule. Also kind of funny. It'd be funny to make him shout that every time he orbs in. Any Hallowals who are naked that I'm not dating, put your clothes on, I have just orbed in!
0: Yeah. Well,
1: if you want to,
0: as we will later establish in the page season, Leo can see his charges when they're having sex. So
1: well, you can see them all the time.
0: Don't love it. Don't don't love it.
1: Well, you have to assume that he's a gentleman and that anybody who is chosen to be a white lighter is discreet enough to uh, not do that.
0: I don't think I trust the elders that much.
1: Mm, fair point. Fair point. But, I mean,
0: it seems like the elders are kind of setting it up so that lots of witch-white-lighter crossbreeding would happen.
1: What? But Max, it's forbidden! Is forbidden sex something that humans (laughs) tend to want to engage in?
0: Okay, so, (laughs) hello, witch- here is a very attractive person who is psychically connected to you and whose ability to heal you is directly linked to your emotional connection, but don't have sex with them. <laughs> also, we only turn attractive people into white lighters.
1: That does seem to be the case. Wait, wait, that's not fair.
0: I mean, because it's TV.
1: It's the only attractive people exist.
0: Mm.
1: Remember? we were at ohsu the the hospital in town and everybody in the hospital was so attractive and i was like is this
0: is this a tv hospital is this isn't it romantic
1: right is this a fake hospital oh man and when i went for my for my final appointment like because it is a teaching hospital the doctor was like do you mind if uh, my intern sits in because they they always ask and I was like, yeah, no problem at all. And then he, like, comes in and was legit one of the most attractive guys I've ever seen. He he looked like the doctor who is comedically attractive on Scrubs, the, the gynecologist that all of the women become obsessed with. Yeah. He looked like that guy. And I was just like, what, what, what is this hospital? <clears throat> anyway, back at the, uh, back at the Charmed Hospital...
0: The doctor is uh, trying to get in contact with Piper because he has superpowers now. And he's kind of freaking out about that.
1: You know, I I felt like Piper was being unreasonable in to, to jump ahead a little bit and blaming herself for the things that happened, but...
0: She does kind of just hang up on him when he's like, hey, something really weird's going on. She's like, sounds like your problem. Click.
1: Yeah. And she's like, why would he call me at home? And Well, first of all, where else would he call you, Piper? <laughs> but...
0: I Yeah, I think it would be weirder if he called her at work.
1: Right? And I don't know. I just... I feel like maybe she should have respond. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously she's not obligated to. And he's the only person responsible for his own actions. But I guess I can see how she blames herself more. Because watching it this time through... I'm putting myself more in Piper's position of, yeah, I, I'd feel like I should have done something.
0: Well, I feel like, I mean, obviously they had to do it with Holly Marie Combs because she was Piper and she was the actor who was sick in the episode. Her character was the one who was sick, but like, I feel like she was definitely the right choice to give this. Plot I was going to say
1: yeah, because she's Holly Marie Combs. She has the range to do this.
0: And she's genuinely, like, Leo walks in, he's like, hey, so it's your day off, so I figured we could have sex all the time. Wait, what, what's up? You look worried. And she's, I mean, it's it, it's what makes this episode so strong. She's like, the doctor has been calling me, he's been trying to get in contact with me, and I'm really worried that he's going to find out about our secret. I'm worried. She does this really good job portraying genuine panic over but not like cartoonish panic
1: right right? yeah
0: and that does sort of it it works with the end of the episode where she she's worrying about prioritizing their need to keep their witchcraft a secret over other people's lives Mm -hmm. which is something that will go right out the window later in the show
1: well and it makes sense that she worried that he would find out it doesn't make sense to me that this would be the case, but apparently the powers are transferable by blood transfer, which means that they must be, if you know how, they must be detectable. Mm. Like, we, we've we seen no evidence that anybody has the ability to detect them, but if they, if they live in the blood, then if you had the right test, they must be detectable, right? I mean... I,
0: I kind of get the idea, you know, of witchcraft being in in the blood thing. Oh yeah, no, like, totally.
1: Yeah, that yeah, when you put it that way, that that does make sense. So, oh,
0: so we cut back to the doctor who is freaking out in his monkey room when he gets a, a call which he assumes is Piper, but it's actually a different doctor to tell him that his sister has taken a turn for the worse because his sister is very sick. And hey, maybe that's why he's so, you know, Hap on finding this universal anti... Body. Yes. So as soon as he leaves the room, the Prue monkey astral projects to Prue as she's taking the actor guy's photographs. And she's like, hey, that's a cute monkey that just randomly appeared, you know, on this set. (laughs) And the actor's like, what? Because as soon as he turns around, the monkey Michigan J frogs on her and just voips out of existence. So... I'm really surprised she's kept her job for as long... Because it's not like... uh,
1: She's like, oh, look at that monkey. He turns around, there's no monkey, and she's like, all right, we're done here. He's like, you just started, like, a minute ago. And she's like, and I got the shot. All right, see ya.
0: You took, like, two pictures. I've been through this sort of thing before. But, like, between the Maggie Murphy thing... And that photographer who was a jerk to her that she had to take pictures of, and oh. now the actor guy. Okay,
1: wait, but don't forget, she got an amazing picture of the guy that was a jerk for her when he was walking up the stairs. And also, apparently she got a great picture of Maggie Murphy, in even though it looked like a Sears portrait studio to me.
0: And it was to go along with the article about how awful her life was, even though she was Irish. Which, who buys this <laughs> magazine?
1: this magazine is given away for free at like the doorstep it's like it's like the portland mercury it's got its own little like thing or or the seattle stranger
0: okay so it's a profile on a famous photographer a thing on an actor and a fluff piece about a woman who has bad luck despite being irish
1: i could see all of those things being stranger or, or mercury pieces that's i have i have no no problem i have no disbelief on this to to need to look over I just wanted to point out that luckily for the brief time that Prue was looking at the monkey, she was able to notice it's, uh...
0: Banned hospital uh, bracelet identifying thing.
1: So she runs off and the actor follows her because she left her keys and, you know, not getting far without those.
0: And there's a moment where she drops something and he helps her pick it up. And if you take photographs from the right angle, it looks like they're kissing and, uh uh-oh... It's a paparazzo, as was mentioned earlier.
1: To be fair, he gets way closer to her than he needs to to return her keys and, like, cups her hands in his hands and, like, leans in super close and whispers in her ear, You can take my photo anytime, Miss Hallowell.
0: Gross. So,
1: so, you know, it's the...
0: I mean, yeah, it's... (laughs) Not to be on the paparazzi's side... (laughs)
1: I, I do like that we see the paparazzo's face and after he takes the pictures he like kind of looks at the camera he he, he looks at our, our camera not his camera he, he looks at he looks down the barrel of the camera and gives this knowing nod like yeah that's the ticket i'm definitely gonna sell these shots to jay Jonah jameson
0: i want pictures pictures of witches there's nobody other than jk simmons who can play that role right there are other people who can try but he's like pitch effing perfect so back at the manor prue got flowers from the actor guy because dude moves fast like she just drove home and those flowers were waiting for her
1: that's what you do when you're famous celebrity i guess you can do things like that and phoebe is so pissed because she likes this actor she has like a crush on him and she's like, how dare you? I get that. Yeah. If yeah. I found out that you were...
0: Having sex with Jason Manzoukas.
1: Oh, I would be so sad. <laughs> yeah. I was...
0: It's If it makes you feel better, it's not terribly likely to happen.
1: So, I mean, I I, I wouldn't be so sure. First of all, you know there are a lot of people that are as thirsty for Jason Manzoukas as I am.
0: Yes, I read that Reddit post.
1: He's so hot he's like he's like gritty sexy i was actually gonna say Ky-
0: he's jan hooks sexy
1: yes yeah i was actually gonna say kyle mclaughlin but um which which is more likely to happen because at least he lives in the same town as us but it's not kyle mclaughlin that i'm in love with it's tragically it is agent dale cooper that i'm in love with and that will never happen because he he's is fictional, fictional. Also a cop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like then I feel like I couldn't do that. Charmed <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, flowers flowers from
0: Actor guy. Todd Stone Wolf. Evan Stone. Yes. Evan Steele.
1: No, I think it was Stone.
0: Oh, okay. I was making up a name, but I guess Stone. So uh everyone's treating prue like she's dumb because she saw a monkey astral project everyone's like oh sure prue you saw a monkey astral project
1: (laughs) which i do appreciate that leo's like um y'all are witches you've seen a lot of stuff
0: yeah because piper's like back me up leo that's stupid right monkeys can't astral project and leo's like there's a lot of stuff that can happen with magic like A lot of magical stuff happens, and Piper's like, God damn it, Leo, you're supposed to have my back.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Leo does tell Prue that the monkey probably is sharing her powers. Like, it doesn't independently have the power to astral project, but it's sharing Prue's power, and that's why it was able to locate on Prue
0: yeah which it was drawn to her because they share powers
1: which is entirely what happened but i feel like it's still a leap
0: yeah yeah if i was going to do sort of a quickie rewrite on this mm-hmm. and cut out the chimps entirely or you know just have them as like oh he was experimenting on them but i would have had the doctor a- accidentally astral project to her or to piper even because uh he's trying to get in contact with piper
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i i would i would have yes
0: but prue talks about the monkey having the hospital wristband and piper's like oh oh no was it this hospital you know the one that you brought me to when i got really sick that one time and prue's like yeah i mean isn't that just the hospital we go to every few episodes or so before you know leo got introduced and we didn't need to do that anymore
1: Uh, speaking of Leo, he gets a call from the elders and is like, okay, I gotta go. And I'm like, you gotta go? Leo! (laughs) These are your charges and something big is going down. What, what could possibly, this is your job, dude. You're not, you're not orbing away from a date.
0: Well, I don't know, maybe one of his charges was in more danger? Like, someone was being eaten by a Gru or something?
1: Okay, and, and I know he does have other charges, but...
0: Which honestly seems like really bad planning on the uh, elders' part, because it means you are constantly having to prioritize situations.
1: <laughs> That's too many charges! Like, the honestly, Charmed Ones should have a dedicated White Lighter.
0: Yeah, I guess I could see it... I, I guess I could see most White Lighters having multiple charges, because presumably not being the Charmed Ones, they aren't constantly under demon attack i feel like if you're a regular witch you encounter a demon like maybe once or twice a year or maybe once or twice even that yeah i feel like for the most part it's low priority stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't know but yeah leo should just be there dedicated and it's it's not like he gets to slack off they're constantly in danger and there's three of them so he's still doing a lot
1: right yeah this is just this is This is so typical of upper management where they're like, oh, yeah, we had to cut back on white lighters. So we're just going to give you more charges. But, you know, not a raise or anything, especially not because we don't pay you anything.
0: So back at the hospital, the doctor is visiting his sick sister. When his sick sister's husband comes in and starts yelling at him because criminals go free all the time, but they can't cure his sister. In- he's, he's like, how come criminals are constantly getting off, but you doctors can't do anything to cure my sister, uh, to cure my sister, to cure your sister, my wife?
1: Yeah, in fact, I had to let a criminal go just recently based on a technicality whose kidney happens to be a match for your sister's. Why don't you think about that? And, okay.
0: Like, I know this is just setting up the thing that the doctor ends up doing, which is going on a killing spree to get organs for people he feels, like, deserve it. But what a weird thing to say.
1: Oh. Oh, I think we had different reads on this scene. Okay. I thought that the cop was pushing him to do that.
0: Ugh. Ugh, that's
1: you you thought he was just like without meaning to planting the idea in his head
0: yeah i i didn't think he was like hey you should go out and kill criminals and i didn't but it seemed very weird to give this whole you know and it it more of an 80s thing Mm -hmm. to be like oh our liberal justice system is too soft on criminals but it also has nothing to do with the fact that your wife is dying so it's a weird thing to bring up now but
1: I also just want to quote um, a criminal law professor that, that I went to a lecture by once uh, when he says, uh, oh, oh, sh- this criminal got released on a technicality. And by technicality, I assume you mean the Constitution. Yeah, the, the constitutional rights that are afforded to.
0: You know what technicality means? It means you had a good lawyer.
1: But, but also, it or, means that... Yeah,
0: the law was worked.
1: Yeah, that's... Whatever. ACAP. Our criminals...
0: Yeah. Our, crum, our criminal justice system is bad.
1: So, oh, we, we should mention, by the way, that the doctor looks like shit.
0: Oh, yeah. He's... Ever since he got injected, he's been, like, dark circles under the eyes, sweaty, shaky. This guy it's, does a good job looking messed up.
1: Yeah, the makeup people did a good job, too. But, uh... That makes sense because you can't just randomly inject someone else's blood. Which goes back to my earlier point that uh, there is almost certainly some protocols at the hospital for reporting that. And he should have done that.
0: I'm also pretty sure that you're not supposed to go around or I'm not sure how injecting people blood into chimpanzees would work. Because it feels like they're different enough so that that, you know, so if there was a sick chimpanzee, you just couldn't give it a blood transfusion.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. You couldn't. Also, he, as as I already said, he mixed all the blood samples together, which is, how are you controlling for things in this experiment? Anyway, he touches his brother-in-law and then he gets a premonition of his brother-in-law having a heart attack. Seems like his
0: problem, but, but he orders a crash cart and the other doctor he's talking to is like, or I guess nurse.
1: Yeah, yeah, he orders He orders a crash cart. He's like, nurse, this man is having a heart attack. And he's like, what?
0: He's like, wait, wait. Ugh. There we go.
1: I, I... That
0: heart attack really came out of nowhere.
1: No, I, and here's the thing, like, the, the cop even says to him, he says, if anyone looks like he's about to have a heart attack, it's you. And that's a very good point, like... You don't look perfectly fine and then have a heart attack a second later, which is exactly what happened, but...
0: Do you think maybe he accidentally gave him a heart attack telekinetically? Maybe. So...
1: <laughs> okay, so... Okay, the camera does like a Dutch angle, mm-hmm. and the doctor storms out to the receptionist, and he says, Give me a list of all of the criminals.
0: Yes, <laughs> he wants a list of all of the criminals from the jail wor- ward who have been released which
1: give me a list of all the criminals
0: (laughs) uh, you know this is why the punisher isn't a good guy and i just saw this post on the internet somewhere Mm -hmm. talking about how people sort of separate criminals into like their own sub group like if you're a criminal then you're a bad person who deserves to have bad things happen to you Even though criminal is such a broad term, like, have you ever jaywalked? Then Mm -hmm. you are legally a criminal. You have committed a crime. It doesn't mean that you're inherently a bad person. It means you are someone who has broken the law, which, let's face it, is basically everyone. If you've ever driven a car, you've probably gone above the speed limit. Criminal. Like, jaywalking. Criminal. Loitering. A crime which is just so made of. Criminal. Like, it's a way of not feeling guilty when bad things happen to people by being like, "Oh, it happened to criminals." Criminals are people?
1: Well, no, it, it is a real problem in our society to to separate off a, an entire class of people.
0: But there was that thing in Florida when like when criminals got the right to vote, it was when felons and people were angry, and it's like, what? Do you think they're going to vote to make murder legal?" Like, there's not a good reason to strip away rights from people.
1: Yeah. And and these are people who have been released from prison, who have served their full sentences, who in Florida can't have their voting rights restored. And it's horrifying because Florida actually has a system that makes it relatively easy. Easy is the wrong word. Let's just say possible. Makes it possible for citizen initiatives to be created and added to ballots and then voted on. And so this was done. This was a ballot initiative and it passed to restore voting rights to felons who have served their sentences. And the Florida legislature put in a lot of rules, making it essentially impossible. Mm. And that's still the case. And anyway, it's a problem. People should be aware of it.
0: Voting should be as easy as possible for everyone, which we all know why it's not, but yeah. I'm sorry, charmed. So, the girls show up at the hospital and immediately find the monkey room, and they are rightly really really creeped out.
1: Yeah, you don't want to walk into a room and see monkeys in cages that are named after you. It's it's upsetting. Yeah.
0: And uh, they're like, do you think he knows about us? And then the Prue monkey uses telekinesis. And they're like, oh. Yep. Oh, no.
1: Prue's like, well, let's just find which which one of these files is ours and destroy it. And they're like, oh, shoot. They're
0: all ours. This guy spent the last few months just obsessively studying the apparently buckets of blood he took from us during that. Uh...
1: Yeah, earlier in this episode, he said that... Earlier in the episode, he said that uh, Piper got better 90 days ago. So, yeah, he's been spending the last three months doing nothing but obsessively studying the Hallowell's blood. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's how researchers work. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, the the girls are concerned.
0: (laughs) Which, you know, fair. I was going to say... Shouldn't this be taken care of by that demon that kills people who are about to find out about magic? But the girls killed him, so. Oops. Whoopsie doodles.
1: We accidentally vanquished the guy that uh is supposed to keep stuff like this from happening. It's
0: okay. The cleaners will. Pfft. Okay, so I, I think do do we need to stop doing cleaner jokes because they come up a lot, even though they aren't really, you know.
1: No, it. No, this is a real issue. The cleaners exist. The cleaners are there to keep stuff like this from happening, and we hardly ever see them. I'm just saying, they're a bunch of slackers. We are right to call them out repeatedly. <laughs> they should have been here 89 days ago dealing with this. Yeah. I do, I do appreciate that the prune monkey is using telekinesis to try to grab a banana, and the piper monkey freezes it. The piper monkey's like, not on my watch!
0: Piper monkey's just being a dick. (laughs) Yes. So, um, they're like, okay, so we need to get out of here and we need to take these monkeys.
1: (laughs) I like that they all instinctively take their own monkeys.
0: So, as soon as Phoebe picks up her monkey, she gets a premonition of the doctor telekinetically throwing the blood across the room and she's like... A
1: a past monition. A
0: past monition. And she's like, ooh, I think the doctor already knows about us because he has our powers now. And... Piper's like, oh, do you think I could have circumvented this if I, you know, answered his letters or talked to him on the phone? Which, probably not. But
1: Yeah, I mean, I get feeling like you could have circumvented it, but not really because, as, as we're seeing, your magic is identifiable in your blood. So he definitely would have done something.
0: So, at a drug dealer's apartment, a drug dealer is talking about how much he loves dealing drugs, but that he doesn't use drugs because he knows drugs are bad, and he's a bad person because he sells drugs. Drugs.
1: And, and the doctor storms in and uh, kills him. No,
0: he does not kill this guy. Oh, I'm guy.
1: sorry, you're right. He injects him with something that presumably knocked him out.
0: Yeah, he uh, he telekinetically pushes down the door, he knocks the guy out telekinetically, or if he knocks the guy over telekinetically, then injects him with something, and then surgically removes the kidney that his sister needs.
1: Yes, he he basically turns the guy into an urban legend. He removes his kidney and then presumably leaves him in a bathtub of ice with a note written on the mirror.
0: <laughs> As we see later, he does sew the guy back up afterwards and call 911.
1: Yeah, that's... that. Ha- the people in the Urban Legend are usually sewn back up.
0: Do they call nine one one? No, they
1: write call nine one one on the mirror so that when the person wakes up they call nine one one and then get saved.
0: Ugh. So as the uh, as the sisters are leaving the hospital with the monkeys, uh, Piper has frozen the hospital so they can just walk out. They see on T V that Uh oh, the tabloids have caught Prue in a compromising situation with Actorman and you know
1: yeah. I mean, like, is it that?
0: This seems like a really low priority thing, honestly.
1: I just, I I guess I don't get why people are that excited to see an actor who is unattached kissing the- a woman that nobody's ever heard of. Okay, I don't know. I guess people would care. Although I do appreciate the, I do appreciate the kind of teaser there where it's like, Look at this guy kissing this woman. Did he later send her flowers? Tune in later to find out.
0: (laughs) God. So as they had to unfreeze part of the hospital to, you know, listen to this, they also hear a nurse talking to a doctor about how, you know, Dr. Monkey Injection uh, seemed to know that the heart attack was about to happen before it happened, not because of looking, but because he touched him. And Phoebe's like, I'll take premonitions for 500, Alex, which, I mean, I mean, I guess you would notice if someone, like, touched someone else and then went, and then was like, oh my god, heart attack, because I was like, that's a weird conclusion to jump to, but, you know, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, remember, she was in the room. That, the nurse who's talking is the nurse who was in the room, so she knows that there was nothing about him that indicated he was about to have a heart attack. Mm. Unlike everybody who ran in on the crash cart, right? From their point of view, he could have been exhibiting all sorts of, I'm about to have a heart attack symptoms. Yes. The sisters also see in the reception area, the computer, where all of the list of criminals is, and they print it out. Okay. This is this is silly, and this is like, a whatever, but as a person who for my day job also works with sensitive information, which this absolutely is Mm -hmm. lock your computer before you walk away from it. So stuff like this doesn't happen. Look, I work in an area where no one else comes. You need to get past a security desk and use a special card to get to where my computer is. But if I walk away from it, I still lock it. Just in case a witch decides to freeze everyone, get in there and try to get sensitive information off my computer.
0: It's the logical thing to do. It's
1: the logical thing to do.
0: So, the doctor has uh, shoved the kidney into his sister and now she's going to be fine. And he's like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people walking around there with organs they don't deserve. And I'm going to make sure that people get what the organs they deserve. I'm going to take them away from bad people and give them to good people. And his sister's like, thank God I'm in a coma, so I don't have to listen to any of this.
1: A lot of folks deserve to die.
0: Also, I don't think you can just drop organs off. Like, I don't think you can just be like, hey, I've got a, I've got a cooler full of organs here, so just slam them in whoever. It's fine.
1: I mean, the only reason I feel like this is working is because he is a doctor at that hospital. Otherwise, yeah, that's what? No, but.
0: The nurse seems like she has questions, too, but fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know from all the Grey's Anatomy watching, I do, Mm. (laughs) that there's like a whole agency that just deals with transplant organs, and there's a lot of steps to getting your organ transplant, but I don't know. This nurse knows this doctor, so I guess she's not going to ask questions, Especially not after she saw him give that guy a heart attack.
0: So, at the guy's apartment, he's being wheeled into an ambulance. Daryl is there, and he has the information that this was all done super professionally, so they're probably looking for a doctor. He sees the girls, and he's like, oh, God, no.
1: (laughs) He's like, oh, great. It's witch bullshit.
0: So, he's like, please don't tell me it's a demon. And they're like, oh, it's not a demon. He's like, okay, so... But also,
1: it's our stuff. The don't ask, don't tell stuff that we have. So, don't ask and also don't arrest anyone. Okay, bye!
0: (laughs) He's like, but I'm obviously looking for this doctor guy, right? Because, like, this was obviously done by a doctor. There was a doctor who printed out a list of criminals. Like, we're, we're clearly looking for this one guy. And they're like... We're not saying that you are looking for the... We're not saying that he's not the person you should be looking for. But also, uh, this is witch stuff. So if any of your guys go after him, they're going to die horribly. And Daryl's like, Can't really write that down in my reports.
1: They're like, yeah, we're sorry. Also, call us if you hear anything. But also, don't write down anything we tell you. Bye!
0: Bye! get used to this it's only gonna get worse as the show goes on
1: seriously piper is super super distraught she feels like this is as, as we've been saying her fault she says if i just answered one of his letters and
0: i mean i don't think it would have changed anything like i i, I legitimately i don't know what what would her course of action have been
1: right just to like to, like, play this out. If she had responded to him, and if she had gone to him and let him run tests, he would have still discovered the qualities of their blood. hmm And if anything, it might have made him more desperate. He probably would have tried to have her... I don't know.
0: Not institutionalized, but... Not
1: institutionalized, but, but, you know... Held. Held by the government for study uh she it, it if nothing else it would have everything that she is would have been made public. her bot her her blood does not actually contain this this is the this is the vital thing. Her blood doesn't actually contain the antibodies he's looking for and his sister is still dying. So at some point, he might have even not accidentally been injected with the blood, but realizing the properties it had, decided to do that and and gone out on his own.
0: Well, I mean this might be a job for white lighter dust.
1: I mean yeah. Although I guess if she had gotten in sorry I'm I'm counterfactualizing my own counterfactual. Mhm. If she had gotten involved, they might have been able to do something for the sister as as witches.
0: Although that's how they got into this situation in the first place, because you're not supposed to use magic for mundane...
1: Oh, that's a good point. That is exactly how they got in this situation in the first place. Huh. This Honestly, is a really well-written episode.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Leo should probably be in more trouble for the... Like, like, this should be Leo's responsibility.
1: Yeah, and instead he just noped out as soon as this whole thing started. Leo, were the others actually calling you?
0: <laughs> you're like... It's kind. Of, I mean, I get it. He didn't want Piper to die. He didn't want well, Piper to
1: die. die, sure, sure. But,
0: like, come on. White Lighter dust the doctor and everyone move on.
1: Have we seen White Lighter Memory Dust yet? Oh, yeah, we yeah. did. We saw it in the episode with Sam. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I... Yeah, no, you know what? This is a really well-written episode because...
0: There isn't an easy solution.
1: And talking about it just led us back to... That's what started this whole thing. That's how it started with Leo. Yeah. Good job, Constance Burge. You know what? When you just let her write her own series, it works really well. Who'd have
0: thunk? God.
1: Anyway, uh, back at the manor, there are monkeys.
0: <laughs> Monkey shenanigans, everyone. And Prue's trying to have a conversation over the phone. While they're yelling about monkeys in the background.
1: (laughs) Uh, They're looking in the Book of Shadows to see if there's anything in the Book of Shadows. Listen, I guarantee you, the Book of Shadows is not going to have an entry about what happens when you inject Charmed One blood into monkeys. This is an entirely new situation.
0: It's kind of bizarre because they're talking about how they're going to have to do something special in order to remove the powers from these monkeys like they need to have a monkey specific power stripping potion which why why would a generic power stripping potion not just work on the monkeys
1: yeah i don't know but i do appreciate that they combined two things we've already seen because phoebe who is the magical
0: potion lady
1: yeah but she's she, she's the one who she's the one who understands the mechanics of magic and the mechanics of crafting spells she says that she pulls out a bit from the spell we already saw in animal pragmatism mm. and a bit of the separating a witch from her power spell and mixes them together so that that spell will work on animals i don't know i appreciate the continuity i appreciate phoebe's spell crafting
0: mm. again continuity
1: mm-hmm. but you're right they it doesn't make sense that they can't just use the separate a witch from her power spell. I mean, I
0: guess technically since the monkeys are just coasting on their powers, maybe they're worried about losing their powers if they just do a straight mm. power stripping potion.
1: That may- that might... Yeah, that's, lo- that's a logical thing to bring up. Hmm. So...
0: The paparazzi have surrounded the house because some b-level tv actor dating a lady is a big honking deal i guess oh yeah i love how leo orbs in and phoebe just tosses a chimpanzee at him and he's like all right then
1: hey it's it's the hollow manor stuff like this happens all the time
0: honestly this is why leo is a better boyfriend for uh for piper than dan would be because he just rolls with the whole monkey thing like he orbs into the house, a monkey is tossed at him, and he just takes it into the uh, kitchen, and gives it a bottle.
1: Yes. Okay, so I have to ask you a serious question about the terrible knit shirt that Prue is wearing. Yes. Should I make one of those for myself?
0: You, you definitely could, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's a very 70s, uh, it's actually crocheted, not knit, but it's a very 70s crochet top.
0: Mm. So leo tells them that look you need to get the powers out of the doctor right now and piper's like because he's you know attacking people and stealing their organs and leo's like well yes but also because the powers are driving him insane because mortal people were not built to handle magical powers he specifically says like it took generations for your you know it took generations for you to build up the magical wherewithal to withstand having these powers in your body. But, I mean, Melinda Warren had all three powers, so maybe calm down, Leo.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But it does make sense, and I feel like this is something we see later in the show, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if mortal people get powers, it's usually the first step in them becoming demons.
1: Well, and I mean, can we, can we talk again about how well-constructed this episode is? Mm-hmm. The reason that he needs Piper's blood to save his sister, or thinks he does, even though his sister doesn't have the fever that Piper had, is because she needs an organ transplant, and he's hoping to find a universal antibody, which would presumably allow her to receive an organ from anyone, not just somebody who was compatible with her, right? Because then her body wouldn't reject the organ. Hmm. Meanwhile... His body is rejecting the magic. It's what's happening to him.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Also, I'm going to hate this later, but Leo specifically calls out that what's happening, one of the things that's happening with his body is the dissonance that's created by the fact that these are powers that are supposed to do good and he's using them to do evil. And I'm going to hate this later, but it does really kind of relate back to Paige's... She has 24 hours to decide if she's a good witch or a bad witch thing.
0: Ugh. God. You know, most witches get their powers as bait... We'll we'll talk about (laughs) it in that episode, but...
1: Yeah. So... They've got to figure out how to get rid of the reporters, which I I also like that the reporters are there for an unrelated reason. Like, they're not there because they think that any of these girls are witches, but they're definitely going to find out they're witches.
0: I feel like I would have some questions about the chimpanzee thing myself, but...
1: I don't know. People dating celebrities do weird things.
0: So Piper opens the door, freezes all of the uh, tabloid people so that Prue can run out and deal with the situation. And then, God, I just, I love that this is constantly in the back of Piper's mind. Because she talks to Leo a little bit before unfreezing the paparazzi about how she feels responsible for everything the doctor's doing right now.
1: Yeah. She put all of these people in danger just from her powers. Her powers have combined with her sister's powers to put all of these people in danger.
0: And one of the things I do like about this episode, and it feels like such a little thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that they're not minimizing the harm that the doctor's doing just because he's targeting criminals. I, yeah. There's a bit when they're talking to Daryl where Daryl says, You don't know who he's going to attack. You don't know who he's going to attack next. But it's not phrased like it seems like he's building up to next time it might not be a criminal. But no just because he's attacking people who do bad things which yes selling drugs is bad Mm -hmm. and selling guns to children is cartoonishly bad how would children even afford guns i'm sorry that seems or drugs who is selling drugs and guns to children children don't have money it just seems like bad business but
1: Jumping ahead a little, the fact that he is targeting criminals and that doesn't dilute the badness of his actions is then reflected in the end when, to jump ahead, spoilers, I guess, um, when he is, when, when the sisters are forced to kill him and Piper is devastated at having to take a life, even though it was self defense it, yeah i mean it was self defense he was a murderer and they 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 were not given a choice it it was it was self defense but that still affects her because it's still taking a life and that's still a tragic thing for her to have done
0: at this point
1: as long as constance and burg as long as constance and burg is in charge of the show the girls will feel the consequences of their actions and then We'll see what happens after that.
0: Remember in the Amazon episode where they just casually kill Daryl so they can steal his soul? (laughs) So that they can use it to get into the Amazon fighting pits?
1: I mean, to be fair, they did plan to bring him back.
0: (laughs) They didn't even ask his permission. To
1: be fair.
0: (laughs) They straight up kill him out of nowhere. Surprise! (laughs) Surprise!
1: Spoilers. Yes. Anyway, back on the set, Prue has gone to talk to Evan Stone and get all this sorted. And we see a brief moment of his show being shot. And, I don't know, he's doing, like, kung fu moves. Uh, I, specifically, I think, perhaps, uh, we, we've we been saying that this is a David Boreanaz stand-in, but perhaps it's more like a David Carradine stand-in.
0: Steven Seagal.
1: Ugh. I mean, I guess. Jean-Claude Van Damme, the muscles mm. from Brussels.
0: But, yeah, he used to, like, throw on dudes around and stuff. and
1: Kicks a dude into a, an armoire, which, by the way, is clearly made out of plywood. Like, just to give you an idea of the level of production on this guy's show within the show.
0: Hmm. But Prue's like, ah, I recognize your style. I assume you're going to follow it up with whatever move. And he's like, oh, a girl who knows her martial arts. And Prue's like, well, they come in handy in my line of work. And he's like, photography. And she's like, sure.
1: Anyway, she's like, hey, I need to get rid of all these paparazzi that are harassing me. And he's like, just like Aikido them. Like, go with the flow and like step to the side instead of feeling all affected by it. And she's like, no.
0: She's like, no, I have, like, normal person stuff to do. I can't just go with the flow. I I, I can't get out of my uh, driveway without running over a dozen people. That is affecting my flow very seriously.
1: So then he says that he secretly is his own tipster. Like, he calls the paparazzi and gives them tips about himself. And so he calls... Someone and with a terribly bad British accent
0: says that he and Prue are leaving out of something to go to this one particular restaurant, and everyone has to go right in that general direction if they want to catch him before it's too late. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense if you're a tips, if you're your own tipster, then you can kind of control the flow of the paparazzi.
1: No, I'm, you're right. It makes total sense. I'm, I'm mostly just annoyed at his terrible British accent.
0: Pep, Pep, Cheerio. Ugh.
1: Oh. It actually, it kind of reminds me of that bit in 30 Rock where, uh, J- where Liz tells Jack that her assistant will be calling him and he says, And by your assistant, I assume you mean you with a British accent?
0: Yes. And she's like, No, she'll be South African. No, she'll be British. This guy looks like kind of a lesser Baldwin, speaking of 30 Rock. He's like, is that Billy Baldwin or yeah, whoever's below Billy Baldwin in he, the pecking order?
1: He's maybe like a Baldwin cousin.
0: Hmm. So
1: Oh god. Okay, you know that the doctor has reached supervillain levels because he has gone to get another organ and now he's and now he's making he's, terrible he's jokes.
0: Yeah. He's like, well,
1: he says, ah, someone who sells guns to children. How heartless of you.
0: And then he holds up the heart, which I just, kids don't have money. I know I said, I know I was on this earlier, but it just seems like bad business. Well,
1: I mean, he says kids, but he could mean like 16 year olds who are, I guess. Also, we can see that the injection site is terribly, terribly infected now. It's like all red and raw and gross.
0: Also, he has escalated things, where, whereas earlier he was, you know, going for organs that one could presumably live for a little while without, or for a while without, and he was, you know, cleaning, and he, with, with the first guy, he left instructions as to how to treat him post-impromptu surgery. This guy, he just ripped apart.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you only need one kidney, and you only need, like, half a liver, but, uh...
0: Hearts are kind of, uh, You
1: need a heart. As long as you're not, uh... David or Mary Margaret, you you need an entire heart.
0: God, once upon a time, callback.
1: Yeah. And by the way, I just have to say, I know you thought that was a silly way to end the season, but I thought that was a really clever writing move.
0: Hmm. So, I just think that when you rip a heart in half, it should count as crushing (laughs) it.
1: It's a fairy tale, Max! I know. So, back at the Hallowell Manor, Phoebe is, uh, cooking up her her potion
0: yep she's doing the mixture of the animal thing and the uh power stripping thing to depower the monkeys and i guess they probably still have those bottles left over from when that baby was staying with them for a bit
1: yeah yeah because she puts the potion in in you know a baby bottle because that's what the
0: and they have to give it to the pru monkey because otherwise it would be hard for them to tell and the pru monkey manages to get a banana halfway across the uh, room before... I mean, I, I'm sure it's a budget thing, but I do like that they use the power-removing effect we've seen several times throughout the show to show that the...
1: Oh, no, I liked that. Yeah, we, we, see, the, we see the power, like, the leaving white the monkey. Balls. Mm-hmm. Um, couple things. Mm-hmm. That banana looks nasty. <laughs> I know... I, God, I'm just, I'm imagining how difficult it must have been on the set to have bananas, a a fruit which is not known for lasting a long time or under lights. Why
0: wouldn't you just have fake bananas? I mean, like... Maybe
1: they needed a real real banana to get the monkey to really react to it. Mm. But yeah, that banana looked nasty. If the monkey hadn't called for it, I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, the potion worked. I'd have been like, maybe get a better looking (laughs) banana.
0: That's why it had to float halfway across the room. So,
1: also when they when we leave this scene, Leo is still feeding the monkey from the bottle, which I have to assume was be was to keep the chimp actor calm. yes, and it's like, don't give him more potion. You already removed the power.
0: I mean, I'm honestly kind of nervous about how much time these actors are spending carrying chimpanzees, but we all know that they're fine, so, yeah. So, Daryl's at the door to inform them, hey, a lot of people are dead. Please give me permission to let my guys act on this. And they're like, no.
1: Or like, do something?
0: Yeah, like, he's tearing people apart. You need to stop this man immediately if you're not going to let me shoot him.
1: Well, no, okay, so I really want to bring this up. This is the thing about this episode that really stuck with me Mm -hmm. um daryl's like i we need to we need to take care of this and piper says you know he's he's human and daryl is a cop daryl doesn't deal with demons daryl deals with humans like the fact that that the system is not set up to handle this guy is not because of magic Mm -hmm. it's because it's it's an indictment on the system itself
0: although and i know we do this so much i do want to point out warlocks are technically human piper
1: yes i just i feel like this episode was criticizing the mortal system in addition to kind of discussing
0: well witchcraft it's because the cops will literally have no option other than to kill him like daryl talks about like look he's he's killed too many people and we don't have a way to contain him so if we find him we are going to shoot him and piper's like he's human and daryl's like he's a murderer he's a murderer who we have no way to stop
1: Mm -hmm. the limits of a carceral justice system
0: Mm. of course i mean this is where it sort of would kind of have to fall to witches because humans no matter what kind of human really doesn't have a good way to contain a magical person
1: Right, right.
0: This is sort of the place where witches and, theoretically, the elders should step in. I guess white lighters, maybe, but...
1: This does really feel like it's above the Charmed One's pay grade.
0: It, there really probably should be some sort of magical jail system, shouldn't there? I mean, it seems weird that murder is kind of the only option for evil magic people. Like... In the Charmed universe, there's not really a chance for rehabilitation. Yeah. Like... It... But,
1: but by the way, I, I just want to push back on you conflating jail and rehabilitation. Because we know that our system does not promote rehabilitation.
0: Which apparently New Charmed is tackling, kind of. Like, there's this vault where people get sealed in and it's supposed to make you relive your worst memories until you become a good person. But they chart the new the reboot charmed ones point out that forcing someone to relive their worst memories over and over again isn't going to make them not a bad person anymore and i mean i guess i appreciate that they're trying to tackle this problem but that doesn't seem like the best way to do it
1: uh no no no
0: because i mean Yes, you should definitely critique the carceral system, but also, like...
1: Unless unless the thing is that you look at that and you instinctively say, making someone relive their worst memories isn't going to rehabilitate them, and then you respond to that with, you know how you instinctively knew that? Don't your instincts also tell you locking someone in a cage for a period of time also does nothing to rehabilitate them?
0: I don't know. I haven't super... Watched New Charmed in quite some time. I've been keeping an eye on it, but but also it's something important to Classic Charmed. The fact that kind of murder is their only solution most of the time,
1: right? And it's a, and it's a problem. Like this episode is problematizing that thing. It, it it's drawing our attention to it, even as it has no solutions. But that's that's an important, you know, first step.
0: Yeah. Which, God. I... It makes me really regret that Constance Emberge wasn't on the show for longer because it feels like she is sort of laying the groundwork for an interesting direction for Piper and the show as a whole that maybe their go-to solution shouldn't be vanquishing.
1: I mean, I don't think it's controversial to say that it would have been amazing to see what the show had been if it had been her show from beginning to end.
0: And I know these are far after she leaves plot points, but we do see that even in the demon world there are demons who don't want to be evil not, yes not even just like cold demons like we get drake later on we get charisma carpenters kira i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: like but the fact of the matter is there's not a system in place for people who want redemption in this
1: world yeah, you know this episode is addressing this. This comes up in Buffy a lot too, not in the text of Buffy, but by watching it, you, especially when you mix that with Angel, where there are demons who are not, um, you know, inherently evil. Or later, even later seasons of Buffy, where you get like Clem. Clem. Yeah. yeah. I. It does raise a lot of questions about. What what Buffy does, but the show never addresses those questions. Yeah. Here, Charmed is, Charmed is going more in-depth than Buffy in examining its text. For now. Oh, for this one episode. So, yeah, Daryl uh, is not happy about not being able to pursue this guy, and honestly, Piper's not very happy either. Also, he says that this guy is, at this point, just dropping off organs, and before it made sense that...
0: Yeah, but... Now it's really more, uh, those organs probably shouldn't be going into people, right? Like, I mean, I guess as long as they have them, Well, no, no,
1: because if they are going to implant the organs, he's going to keep killing, killing, right? If they make it clear to him that these organs aren't doing any good, then perhaps he will stop. I don't know. (laughs) uh, But also... I mean, if somebody needs a heart transplant and you have a heart, you want to tell them, hey, hey, no, if we do this, we're just reinforcing someone else's bad behavior. Like, that's a hard conversation to have. Uh, no good answer. <laughs> anyway, uh, Piper realizes that the people who have been killed are the people on the list that they printed out at the hospital. So
0: I kind of thought they figured that out earlier, but okay.
1: Yeah, so did I but she realizes that she knows who the next person on the list is so yeah by the way um i kind of love this person i i i don't i don't know what her deal is exactly but okay
0: it really feels like they're making counterfeit vcr's or something this does not feel like a big crime
1: no i i think she was um i think she was Taking uh, information off of stolen stereos because they look like they're stolen car stereos.
0: Which is definitely not a crime you should murder someone over.
1: Yes. But I love this because the charmed ones come in, they use their telekinesis to throw the doctor aside. Because
0: the doctor bursts into the room with freezer full of her partner's organs because she was working with some guy named bobby who was horribly killed off screen Mm -hmm. and presumably he was going to go after her her organs too before the charmed ones save her by throwing the doctor into a wall
1: and they're like get out of here run and she does not question them Mm -hmm. she jumps up grabs the stereos that she was working on because she is on mission and just Hightails it out of there, never see her again. Presumably she's out there boosting car stereos and living her best life. Good for her. Good for her.
0: Enjoy that for the next, like, what, two, three years?
1: Oh, yeah, before car stereos stop being a thing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, the doctor tells them that he's doing good with their powers, and they're like, you're murdering people, that's not good. he's like, I'm murdering criminals. And they're like, murder is still bad.
1: Also, he's like, I couldn't have done it without you, Piper.
0: And Piper walks over to him. She's like, look, we want to help you. You're very, very sick. Clearly, we created a potion that will make you better. Please take the potion. I, I'm i sorry for what I've done to you. And he's like, fuck that. And he telekinetically smashes the potion and throws Piper into a wall. Throws Prue into a wall.
1: Yeah, now the only conscious person is Phoebe, the one without an active power. Oops.
0: Do the Charmed One Powers make you really good at taking a punch? Because she, uh, she cold cocks him and he just shrugs it off. I'm, I mean, I know she's just Alyssa Milano, but we're given to understand that she's pretty strong.
1: I assume that it's not that the Charmed One Powers lets you be able to take a punch as much as it is that he is very focused and very at the point where he is ignoring large amounts of pain.
0: Yeah, so he just, he throws Phoebe out of the way and uh, then walks out of the room, stepping on the shattered uh, glass of the potion on his way out. Just as kind of an extra F you.
1: Yeah. So, back at the manor. uh, Scrying! Scrying and Phoebe's wearing her glasses.
0: Excellent. Good continuity. I do like, they're trying to track him through the powers, which I guess you can't just track ordinary people.
1: Okay, we're gonna have to pay attention because I feel pretty certain they've scribed for individual people. But they can't scry for him based on his powers because they just keep seeing themselves. Yeah,
0: it just keeps on focusing on, on their powers. It keeps on dropping the crystal on the manor. But...
1: Yeah. Also, Piper says that she can't make more potion because the shop that carries the ingredients she needs is closed. Just gonna throw this out here. Maybe that's why you should have established a community of other witches and Wiccans in the community. Is it community twice, Whatever. Mm. So that when things like this happen, you could call up the shop owner and say, hey, it's me, a third of the Charmed ones. I need your help. Can you uh, bring me this potion ingredient?
0: Vague credit to New Charmed. Uh, apparently, like, a community of witches is, is something they've tried to introduce, sort of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I, I don't mean to keep smack talking new charmed i appreciate a lot of what they're trying to do but it really feels like the show needs a focus and it's one of those things like the disney live action remakes where by trying to fix problems in the original source you just kind of end up with this very fractured thing that's not satisfying on its own Mm. looking at you beauty and the beast yeah Oh, we have a magic teleporting book, but we're not going to use it later in the movie when Belle needs to really quickly get to her dad. (laughs) Then what was the point of it?
1: So, Piper is still distraught because she doesn't know what they're going to do about this guy. Prue says this might be one innocent we can't save.
0: Prue and Phoebe have pretty definitively decided that they need to kill the guy now, and they tell Piper that it's not different from killing a demon at this point.
1: Piper says he's human and Prue says not anymore, which is exactly what you were talking about, where once you create a separate class of people based on something like that, all of a sudden, well, things become justifiable.
0: Hmm. And so, and Prue says something which kind of becomes a... Thing for the charmed ones later about how like they have to do this one bad thing so that they can keep doing good things in the future and this sort of becomes something that charmed ones trot out a lot in the later seasons of okay well we can't help so and so because that would r- risk revealing our secret identities and therefore we would not be able to help people
1: but- you, you know it's it's a thing that they touch on in Angel that I really appreciated in Angel. Mm-hmm. So the whole plot, um, as I'm sure most of our listeners know, but some don't, the whole plot is that Angel is was a vampire. He gets ensouled as a curse because his having his soul means all of a sudden now he feels guilt for all of the, the killing he did as a vampire. Um, although he's still a vampire. He's a vampire with a soul. That's mm-hmm. his deal and he's trying to do good to make up for all the bad he did and at one point doyle tells him that the problem with his method yeah with his method is that by looking at things like a ledger black now now i'm bringing in black widow here
0: yeah by right in the ledger
1: yeah by looking at things like a ledger like that eventually at some point he's gonna think well i've saved enough people it's not a big deal if I eat this one guy. Yeah. And you can't, you can't approach life like that. And it's exactly what you say is, is going to happen to the charmed ones. They're going to reach a point where it's like, well, if we're exposed, then we can't save all of these people. So therefore, it's better that we let this one person die. It's, it's a trolley problem.
0: Uh, I feel like the last season gets so close to addressing this, but everyone was kind of on not giving a shit mode by then, so...
1: I know, the whole thing with, oh, you know, honestly, I can't wait to talk about Billy, because I have lots of feelings about that.
0: Wow, someone's excited to talk about Billy. That's incredibly rare. (laughs) I kind of assumed that the Charm fandom hates Billy. I guess I don't super actually know.
1: Yeah, they pretty much do, but... I don't hate Billy. I like Billy.
0: So the Charmed Ones confront the doctor as he's about to kill a couple of homeless people. Like, they did finally manage to scry in on him. And he's just killing homeless people now who, I guess, are criminals in the vague way vagrancy laws are set up. Well, I mean,
1: their lives have been criminalized. Yeah. Right. But this, this makes sense because we...
0: Well, we've seen an escalation of him going after people who have done less and less to deserve, although you do not deserve to be horribly murdered, (laughs) but he's been going after people who have been doing less and less bad stuff, Mm -hmm. and now he's just attacking homeless people who haven't done anything. Yeah. So he tries to kill them first with a little uh, scalpel, which Prue whips out of his hand telekinetically. And then with a saw blade someone threw in the trash?
1: Okay, by the way, there are two saw blades. But yeah, he's he's using his telekinesis to, like, spin the saw blades super fast. Like, it's, it's a saw now. It's yeah. basically just a saw flying at them. Okay, minor problem I had with this episode. Okay. I hate how he has so much more control of their powers so quickly... When we know how long it took them to have that much control.
0: Okay. A, yes, correct. That is bad. But B, it's not out of line with Charmed Continuity. When Paige becomes evil right after discovering her powers, she becomes way more competent with her powers than she is for like a couple of seasons after she's not evil anymore. Yeah. If you're evil, you're automatically good at using your powers.
1: I guess it's because you don't worry about things like hurting people. You don't, you don't hold back.
0: So Piper freezes the saw blade and then she tries freezing him, but he shakes it off, which I feel like he shouldn't do because either his power shouldn't work, uh, either Piper's power should not have worked on him in the first place because he would technically fall under the umbrella of being a good witch.
1: Well, we've seen demons who are able to shake off her power. So I think that that's just emphasizing how much power he has. Hmm. So he throws another sawblade at them and Piper's holding the one frozen one with her freezing power. and now Prue is holding the other one with her te- with her telekinesis. and then she comes up with a plan and she says, all right, when I say it, let go of the saw blade. She lets go of the saw blade. They all duck. The saw blades go over their head, hit the wall behind them, and then shoot back and
0: impale the doctor kind of well they one of them just digs right into his chest which
1: i mean this is this is the uh peter parker green goblin fight from the first spider-man movie where he gets impaled on the weapon he was trying to use to kill the hero yeah so that the hero is faultless in in their death but like in like in spider-man piper still feels the uh, the weight the weight of taking a life
0: yeah we uh, we cut from piper cradling the doctor's dead body to prue and phoebe burning all of his information which
1: well i mean that's fair
0: yeah they're burning all of his notes about their blood which
1: hmm. and and as i as i said earlier there's weird stuff about their blood, but he's on the wrong track. It's not gonna create an antibody.
0: Yeah. So
1: Then like I, I I I get that the show wanted us to have a brief moment of levity, but it's it's inappropriate. Phoebe is like, hey, look what I taught the monkeys. Hey monkeys, what do you think about evil? And they do the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil thing. Boo. Yeah.
0: Also, the show will have uh, evil magical monkeys later who uh, take away, I think it's Phoebe's ability to speak, Piper's eyesight, and Paige's uh, hearing. Yeah, yeah. So we go from that incredibly bad hear no evil, see no evil monkey joke to Piper going into the room. She's like, I did research on the doctor and he dedicated his whole life to helping people. He, He didn't have a wife or a girlfriend. He didn't have a personal life at all. He just spent his whole life trying to help people until he ran into me. And they ask and Phoebe and Prue ask her if she's gonna be okay, and she says, I don't know. And then she goes up to her room. She
1: Wait, wait. First we have to resolve the weird Leo plot that again, minor quibble with this episode.
0: Uh, yeah, it feels like they just had a couple extra minutes to kill because it does not fit in at all.
1: Well so here's the thing. Phoebe says, Okay, we've We've come up with our list of rules for Leo, and she hands it to Piper, but the list is...
0: What Phoebe wants out of a romantic partner?
1: But it's based on what happened with Leo, right? So she's like, I want someone who eats a different cereal than I do so that he won't eat all my cereal. I want a guy who can always surprise me the way Leo surprises you or Benin, and... I'm sorry, I've just been too trained with the rule of three. There wasn't enough in this plot. You needed a third thing to happen.
0: Uh, yeah, I I don't... It, it's probably the weakest... I know I've been saying the monkeys because they seem unnecessary, but probably this subplot was the weakest.
1: Although the point that Phoebe is making here at the end is about what a great guy Leo is, which does make sense because, as you were saying... Piper's going to go upstairs and be upset, and Leo is there to comfort her, although not much comfort can be had, given, you know, the the weight of having killed someone.
0: I do like how, you know, Piper went on that thing about the, you know, how the doctor helped people until uh, he ran into her and Phoebe did her dumb like oh look i wrote a list of things that i want out of a guy because leo's perfect and i guess i was jealous or whatever and piper just throws the list into the fire
1: he's not the that's not the list that's that's another file that the doctor had on them oh,
0: oh i thought she was throwing the list into the fire
1: no i don't know what happened to the list that's that's the that's a file that the doctor had on their blood
0: oh. but anyway they ask if she's gonna be okay and she's like i don't i don't know and she walks upstairs she curls up in the bed and she just she breaks down and then leo orbs in and he just holds her And the episode ends on leo comforting piper as she sobs and it's real it's a really strong ending
1: i mean as you said before uh there's a reason they gave this plot to holly marie combs she's she's the she is the actress of these three actresses who had the uh chops the chops the gravitas to do this plot
0: 'Cause they did a good job of having her guilt scale throughout the episode and her grief over a guy who was pretty aggressive towards her at every point. Like, even when he was trying to treat her for the disease back in the day, like he, this was never a nice guy.
1: Right. And when he was trying to treat her, he called in the he called in the media about what was going on with her like, like he was risking exposing them from day one.
0: Yeah. But it ha- it has a good thing of good is not nice. And, mm-hmm. like, it's, I mean, I know it's not exactly the same thing because you can't compare it to the tabloid guy that they got killed accidentally where no one really felt guilty over that. Like, you can't really compare those two things. But it is really nice having one of the characters really feel guilty the weight of what they've done. Like, even if there was no good way to stop this situation from going, having Piper feel guilty about it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so that'll about do it for this episode. That was a really, really strong episode. I'm I'm glad we're continuing our run of really good episodes. He said, setting themselves up for badness.
1: I know, we don't normally do this next, but I think I need to... uh... I, I think I need to, to give our next episode description <laughs> just to... oh, We
0: We usually do that.
1: We usually do our segments first.
0: Ah, okay. Well, we'll...
1: But I, th- I think we need to do that out of order now. So our next episode is Apocalypse Not. Oh, we're
0: almost done with season uh, two then. This we is the... are.
1: It's the penultimate episode.
0: Yeah, this is the one where the apocalypse is going to happen, but it doesn't because there's many more seasons of this show.
1: When a vanquishing spell goes awry while the Hallowells try to destroy the four horsemen of the apocalypse, Prue and one of the horsemen become trapped in a vortex. Piper and Phoebe enlist the help of the three remaining horsemen to free Prue and the fourth horseman before the vortex closes and both are killed. I feel like that description could have used another pass.
0: I mean, honestly, I feel like it
1: said the word horseman too many times.
0: From what I remember of that episode, I feel like the episode could kind of use another pass.
1: Oh, damn!
0: <laughs> because- it's that one, which should be the season finale because it's about the end of the world, but it's not. The uh, the season finale is the French Stuart Genie episode.
1: Be careful what you witch for.
0: Ugh. All right, so that will bring us to our segments. We have our own power of three, which we will activate now. Uh, let's start with Premonitions. Was there anyone in this episode who is, was, or will become famous? I don't really think like they there was anyone was the actor somebody or
1: no i mean not not anybody big i feel like we probably did this same premonition in his first appearance but the doctor was played by matthew Glave who i think is most well known for being the baxter in the wedding singer Uh. the guy that drew barrymore is initially engaged to but yeah i think i think we mentioned that in his his last episode so uh and and no one i no other huge names
0: all right i guess that'll bring us to our second segment time freeze what specifically dated this episode for you the chimpanzees right
1: oh yeah
0: like this was a thing in entertainment around that time
1: well uh, so that's the big one but i actually have a smaller one Ooh. the fact that the doctor trying to get in touch with piper was doing it via the u.s mail like he was he didn't have a a way to email her he wasn't texting her there was no patient portal that they could be harassing her on
0: was not blowing up her phone
1: Yeah, and then she was shocked when he called her house so yeah that's that for me that's a time freeze
0: i mean i would be shocked if someone called our house because we don't have a landline yeah that's are, do we no no okay yeah, i love ours. that
1: you didn't even know for a second if we had a landline or not
0: well in my old house uh
1: right because of the cable package we might have gotten it
0: yeah uh, we we got cable because it made our internet cheaper and as part of that cable we had a phone line
1: i've had phone lines for that reason i had a phone line at one time for that very reason and i literally never even plugged in a phone
0: we didn't either the only reason i knew that we had one is because an incoming call appeared on our tv once oh
1: weird yeah
0: yeah not a fan Hmm. all right that'll bring us to our last segment uh telekinesis what if anything genuinely moved you this episode there was a lot
1: yeah and i mean i i don't even want to pick out a specific moment because I, i know that the show wants me to feel the most at the end with piper when she's when she's breaking down in her room but honestly i felt like her her hesitancy through the whole episode really hit me. Yeah. And, and in a way, it was stronger. It hit me stronger when when things weren't yet hopeless, when she still had a chance to save him, than it does in the end when it's just the grief washing over her.
0: Yeah, I, I really feel like having it build over the course of the episode is really what sells the moments.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually do have our Secret fourth segment.
0: Astral projection? What was so bad it made you want to physically leave your body?
1: Uh, the actor doing his fake British accent for the tipster. Oof. I physically wanted to leave my body.
0: It was some pretty rough stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. But I think that's going to be it for this week. Yeah,
0: I believe that'll about do it.
1: Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Sam, Cassidy, Alex, Alicia, Ryan, Maricruz, Rosa, Javier, Benjamin, Kyle, Kate, and Jen.
0: If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show.
1: If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you should join our Facebook group, Welcome to Television.
0: We can also be contacted at I Love TV Zines on Twitter, or at I Love television Zines at gmail.com.
1: So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to the Hallowell Manor.